Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? I'm here with Dan Mitchell, an agricultural economist, and he's with Seed CX out of Chicago, Illinois. So, Dan, hey, welcome to the IHAMP Revolution. Hey, Coach Freddie. Good to be here. Thanks for having me on. Give us a little bit of background on yourself and how you got into hemp. Yeah, great. So, yeah, I guess a little bit about my background. Um, I like I, I really enjoy sort of empirical analysis and sort of studying emerging markets. So uh, for that, I went to school at University of California, Davis, uh, for uh, in their Agricultural and Resource Economics Department, where I sort of learned and got some tools of, of the trade for using data and numbers to sort of analyzing emerging uh, economies and emerging markets. So I guess uh, from there, that sort of naturally kind of spiraled me into hemp. You know, hemp as an emerging uh, market here, uh, I, I think it kind of meets certain uh, very, very interesting characteristics of where it's at in terms of the legal, shifting legal nature and sort of the, uh, the, the potential size and things like that. So that's kind of how I got into it. I, I met up with um, the guys here at CCX. Uh, they kind of recruited me out of school. Um, and so I've just been working with them here, sort of analyzing uh, emerging markets and trends here in the hemp industry. Can you tell us a little bit about SeedCX? Yeah, so SeedCX, uh, we deal, like I said, in emerging agricultural commodities. And so what we're looking to do is build risk mitigation tools for these new industries. And what I mean by risk mitigation tools are sort of uh, places where people can come lock in price. You know, a lot of people are familiar with forward contracts or futures contracts that you might find in more traditional agricultural commodities like corn, wheat, soy. You know, you hear about all sorts of people trading those things, you know, everything from uh, grains to live hogs to cattle and things like that. So we're kind of looking to develop the same financial tools you find in those markets for more emerging markets. And what that does, it helps sort of uh, it helps sort of uh, industry producers, like I said, lock in price. Um, you know, so you're not as subject to those wild fluctuations that may happen in production that may cause uh, supply and demand uh, things to shift price quite substantially. Um, so that's kind of what we're looking to do. We're also looking to create sort of an exchange, you know, a marketplace where people in these emerging agricultural uh, industries can come together and buy and sell product. Um, so that's, I guess, fundamentally what we're looking to do. Our first product here is industrial hemp, but we also deal in a variety of other ones as well. Okay. So when I talked to you before, you had mentioned derivatives, and uh, mm -hmm. a lot of people, including myself, don't know exactly what a derivative is and how, does that, <laughs> how that works. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess in the finance world, there's a lot of lingo that uh, for very simple things that, you know, when once I sort of explain it to people, people are like, oh, okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. So there's, there is quite a bit of challenging vocabulary that makes it sort of uh, confusing for no reason. So hopefully I can provide a little bit of clarity for people here. Okay. So a derivative is fundamentally what we're looking to exchange here on the on the marketplace that we're making. What a derivative is, it's sort of a product, it's typically a contract that gets its value from some underlying commodity, whether that be gold, whether that be, um, like I said, any agricultural commodity, corn, soybeans, it could even be foreign exchange rates. Uh, it could be some sort of index like the S&P 500 index, but basically it's a contract that gets its value from some other thing. That's why it's a derivative. It derives its value from other things. 
So in the context of hemp, um, a derivative contract would be sort of a future forwards contract that sort of gets its value from the price of hemp. So if you're looking to trade hemp seed, you could trade a hemp forward contract, which is a derivative. And the way that that contract gets its value is from the price of hemp, right? So if the contract calls for, you know, a thousand, thousand pounds of hemp seed, you know, it, it's $10 a pound, you know, the value of that contract is derived from the hemp seed and therefore it's 10, you know, $10,000 right there. So that's sort of essentially fundamentally what a derivative is and sort of what we're looking to sort of create as a marketplace where those things can be exchanged. Okay. So mm -hmm. that's what a derivative is. So how, how would that work as far as buying futures or something like that? Right. So the way that it typically works in agricultural commodities is sort of, uh, Someone, a hedger, typically it's a producer or a processor, someone growing the agricultural commodity would like to sort of uh, lock in price, right? And so they turn to a futures contract. So they agree with a, to a contract with another counterparty. They say, okay, at this point in time, I will deliver you this amount of agricultural product and we're going to agree on this price. Um, so it, typically uh, a hedger or, or, or a producer or a farmer will, will issue that contract with, you know, let's say a processor or a processor could issue a contract like that with some sort of retailer distributor. Um, so that's essentially, and then from there you can, people can come in and buy and sell those contracts in between when, when it's uh, in between delivery points to sort of help uh, promote something we call price discovery, where you sort of, um, it exchanges hands quite a bit to a point where if it exchanges hands enough, uh, it'll eventually sort of hit that, find that true market value, sort of the theory that goes behind uh, the exchange of these derivatives. Um, but fundamentally, from a, from a producer standpoint, it's really a great way to sort of lock in price and mitigate that risk from price fluctuation. So this is the, the purpose of Seed CX? Mm -hmm. As yes, we're, we're trying to create sort of a marketplace where these things, where people can come together to agree to these contracts and trade them back and forth. And now, you know, I, I keep saying that people are trading contracts, but fundamentally they will be trading hemp seed, CBD, hemp fiber, whole plant material, things like that. So I, not to get confused when I say contract, I am fundamentally meaning the, uh, the underlying commodity as well, too. So they'll be selling their crops. People exactly. will be buying them. Okay. Yes. All right. Yep. Well, cool. So, how, how do what are you doing right now? I remember the, you and I met this summer in uh, Tennessee, and mm -hmm. in a hemp field, and I remember you and I meeting and having a nice right. little conversation there. And yeah, we, I remember it was. I remember we were out there. Yeah, we were out there in the f field in Tennessee. And I just remember it just started pouring down rain, and we just got soaked. But we stood out there for a while, just chatting about hemp. So I remember that was a good time. So, what was your your purpose for going down there? I know you wanted to meet with with uh, Clint. Uh, right. that was uh, growing the crop for research purposes through the college. So what was your purpose there meeting down there? So as an agricultural economist, I really want to make sure I understand the fundamental market in which we're creating these products for, these contracts for. We really want to make sure that we understand, you know, how the, we call it the cash market or the spot market is usually a, a term that's tossed around. But it's basically, you know, when people, you know, knock on someone's door, I want to sell you this, or you go to a store, I want to buy that. That's typically what we refer to as a cash market. So in order to sort of create a, uh, a marketplace, an online digital marketplace like we're creating that sort of is functional and sort of works well, we really need to make sure that we understand how that fundal, uh, underlying cash market or spot market works. So uh, I did a variety of, you know, I drove around Tennessee, I drove around Kentucky quite a bit. Uh, we're planning on going to Oregon at some point as well, too, as uh, sort of just trying to get to know people, getting to know how the cash market operates, you know, pricing structures, uh, grading standards and things like that. So that when we create this marketplace, uh, we really sort of create something that people are familiar with, 
So you're not going to say like, oh, you know, you go on Seed's platform and it's totally different than how I do business here at my shop. Um, it'll really reflect that, uh, what you're sort of used to in those standards. So that's really was sort of my purpose of going down there is really talk to as many people as possible, sort of make sure that we understand the uh, fundamental market and its structures. Let me ask you this, uh, Dan. Uh, <laughs> is there a particular reason that you, you chose to get into the hemp or did you choose hemp or did you choose hemp after you joined Seed CX? Oh, no. Yeah, I, I definitely chose hemp. Um, I was very excited about the prospect of a, basically a, you know, a brand new industry coming, coming online uh, with the patches of the 2014 Farm Bill. You know, it pretty much just opened the, it opened the doors uh, to something that has been grown for a while, but it's been out. So people do have a knowledge of it, but they're still sort of, uh, yeah, like I said, weren't allowed to produce it. So it sort of is almost like a brand new emerging industry, which I was very excited about. You know, there's lots of possibilities for growth. Lots of uh, exciting data that comes out every day that you can analyze, things like that. So I was very, very excited about that prospect. Um, it, like I said, it, you know, with so many uses for hemp, too, there's so many different directions you could go. So, you know, it really would allow me to sort of spread my wings in analyzing these emerging markets, whether I want to analyze the fiber side, the CBD side, the seed side, all those other things as well, too. Um, there was like, quite a bit of possibility uh, for me to sort of have free reign to sort of look at all these different emerging trends that might come out. So I was very excited about that prospect. Okay, so uh, let me see if I get this this right. So if I'm a farmer uh -huh. and I'm going to be growing a crop, do I come to you, or how's it how's that process work? Or if I was so, a manufacturer um, needing hemp, uh -huh. how would how would that work with you? How would they so, interact? Yeah, you can absolutely come come onto our marketplace. We're going to be creating a marketplace where people can come and exchange that product. So you can absolutely come to our marketplace. Um, like I said, we do offer offer standardized contracts so that people know exactly what they're getting, what they're buying, what they're selling. That's the purpose of those standard contracts, so people know exactly. You know, I'm I'm buying you know X amount of hemp seed at this grade at this quality, etc. Or I'm selling it at that grade and that quality. So that's sort of the advantage of having sort of a standardized market. You can absolutely go out. You know, if you have an agreement with you know, Joe down the road that, that you really enjoy sort of working with him and selling to him, obviously you can still continue with that. We just sort of provide another option for people to come okay. to on the product as well too. We also offer uh, a sort of a less standardized market as well on top of the, the standard exchange uh, that we're currently operating that will allow for, while, while we do allow, while we do have sort of standardized contracts that specify, you know, grades and things like that. If you have something that's slightly different or maybe you want to do a slightly different size, of contract or you want to do a slightly different grading of whatever you're doing, or let's say you have something that you believe is a little bit, has a premium because of, you know, X, Y, or Z production method that you use, you can still come on there and specify a, a, a contract for that as well and, and exchange product more tailored to your specific needs as well on our exchange. Okay. So it's a place where farmers can go and say, Hey, I'm going to have these crops next year. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they could project out that they're going to have uh, X amount of pounds or tons or whatever they have. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And then people can say, oh, okay. Um, they can actually uh, lock in prices at that particular time, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's obviously a very, very valuable uh, tool for especially emerging industry like this. You know, uh, the investment in hemp, you know, you got to tear out some other, other crops and you got to you know, experiment with hemp so the investment can be quite high. So you really want to make sure that price is going to be there when that when the time rolls around. So locking in something like this, we think is very very valuable for this industry. So people, like you said, can plan for the future. They know what their income is going to be, um, so they can kind of go forward with that and really uh, spread their wings with hemp. So there's not so much uh, uncertainty in the market. 
I know that, uh, as, as we talked before, because there's so much fluctuation now, right? how would people really start using this next year? Okay, so yeah, start using. So I guess planning for the future with so much fluctuation currently. Right, right. Yeah, um, again, that's obviously something that's very, very challenging. If you don't quite know what's going to happen, you know, six months from now, let alone a year from now, that can be very dissuading to sort of continued growth or, you know, getting into the industry in general. Um, so obviously, there's quite a bit of risk in hemp just in general. Um, like you said, from a legal standpoint, from a production standpoint, you know, people are still trying to figure out production methods. So I guess what we're trying to do is sort of mitigate some of those risks, at least on the price side of things. You know, you know, your market is still going to be there. Sure, there's still some issues with the legality. Sure, there's still maybe some issues with how much you're going to be able to produce. But you know that that price is going to be there. So I think that's a very valuable tool to at least lock, mitigate some of those risks in an already very volatile industry. So I think with the locking in a price, I think that's really going to help smooth out a lot of that volatility that's happening in the market. Because um, obviously, you know, price, you know, I'm an, I'm an economist, so price is the uh, end-all, be-all driver of everything, apparently. Uh, <laughs> so uh, smoothing that out, I think, will be a, a big step in the right direction for this and really kind of help stabilize the market. And people will kind of be able to size the market and get to understand where it's going to go from the future. So you're going to be dealing in just every aspect of it. What part of the market do you see taking off the most since you're looking at a, a broad variety of from seed to hemp herd, fiber? Yeah, predictions for the future like that, I think are very, very, uh, uh, again, as, as sort of a very empirically minded, I like to be careful with sort of my future predictions. Those can be quite hairy. Um, I like to make sure, you know, uh, I stay within a 95% confidence interval and everything. So predictions like that, um, I tr typically try to steer away from, mm -hmm. um, you know, which, which si size of the, which part of the market I think is going to be the best, you know, in three, five, 10 years. Um, one thing that I am intrigued by, though, I mean, obviously, everyone's, you know, very, very uh, excited about CBD. That the, that seems to be uh, uh, the supply side of things seems to be growing quite a bit. I'm not quite sure about the demand side. Um, I think seed is slowly going as well, too. And I think fiber as well. Probably not at the same rate as CBD is, but I do see as seed and fiber sort of being a more longer term steady mm -hmm. growth in, in production. One area that I am pretty excited about, though, is um the potential for hemp seed meal as a replacement for soy protein and animal feed, I think that could be a potential, uh, a big potential here for hemp. You know, obviously soy protein is the main protein that we use for livestock feed. You know, currently you can't feed feed a hemp, hemp meal to animals here in the United States, right? I can't, I believe in Canada as well either. Um, but that potential, you know, some of the basic studies I've seen about it's re it replacing soybean meal is exciting. So, you know, obviously soybean meal is one of the biggest commodities uh, traded here in the United States. So if hemp can sort of be on that same level in terms of quality, in terms of uh, uh, production value for that, I, I think that's a, an interesting way to look at it. So you're looking at this as an economist. How, how do you think the industry is doing at this point? Yeah, I think it's, uh, I, I think it's doing pretty well. Um, I, I, it obviously could be better. You know, I think um, there's still a lot of uh, challenges and hurdles that need to be overcome, especially here in the United States for production. You know, uh, you know, places still need to sort of develop uh, certified seed is one of the big ones that it's really going to help things take off. But I think it's I think it's getting there. Um, I you know it's probably not as big as, as I think a lot of people might be trying to state it as, but I think it, it is showing promising signs of, of growth. Um, you know, uh, so I think you know in you know a couple of years I think we'll we'll see some a decent market size for things. Um, I think right now it's just all over the place. So it's really hard to judge the state of the industry. So I would be more cautious and more conservative in my estimates on those. What about the uh, building industry? 
Oh, you're talking about, uh, yeah, hempcrete and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, obviously it's a very exciting. A lot of people are very, very um, hyped for that. Uh, I think that's an interesting way to go. Um, I'm not quite sure. Like I said, I know there's a variety of studies that are still trying to look at sort of its viability from the structural standpoint. I know some people are making claims about, oh, it could be, you know, replace all this other things. But um, I think we need to wait and see on that one. You know, obviously, if, if that, that is the case, um, again, like that potential to sort of replace, you know, maybe some timber or some whatever construction materials could also uh, boost the industry. So that, that obviously makes uh, hemp a very unique product relative to other commodities, you know, corn. You know, it's typically used for feed. It's also used for biodiesel as well, but it doesn't have, you know, quite the, the broad range of other products that hemp has. So I think hemp has that uh, interesting possibility as sort of a very multi-use pro- commodity. Um, so I could open up a lot more doors for hemp, uh, industrial hemp as a commodity relative to other more traditional commodities like wheat and soy. So, Dan, before we uh, wrap this up, I want to thank you, first of all, for being on the iHemp Revolution podcast. Is there anything else that you would like to say about you, your company, or the hemp industry? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also want to say thank you, uh, Coach Freddie, for having me on. But I also want to talk about, you know, uh, like I said in the beginning, my job is to really understand how these cash markets are working, how the underlying market functions. And the only way we can really do that going forward is through data. Um, I'm very data-driven. I'm very data-oriented. All the reports I release uh, try to be as data and empirically focused as possible. However, there's a severe lack of that here in the hemp industry, I've found. Um, Either people aren't recording it or not willing to share it as much, which is understandable. But I do think that the sharing and the uh, collecting of data will be what really moves this industry forward. So I really want to make a call for people to be open in collecting and sharing data on production, on prices, on sales, uh, things like that. Um, in order to sort of help move the industry as a whole forward. Um, I know a lot of people are very protective of that data, which is why um, organizations like us, when we take in data, we always sign you know, non-disclosure agreements with people to sort of ensure that that data never gets you know, sort of released in an unaggregated form. So I really would like to put a call out for people that anybody who's willing to provide data, I will take any and all. It will really help move the industry forward. Like I said, I have a variety of other reports uh, already constructed. Um, they're a little bit more advanced in their analysis. However, they are lacking the, uh, the the larger, more robust data sets that are needed to sort of make them act, uh, make them as robust as possible. So I already have these things already ready to go. The only thing I need is more data. So if you'd like to see more advanced reports on pricing analysis and things like that, uh, feel free to reach out to me. Um, and uh, um, and kind of reach out to us here at CCX. Uh, we would love to take in any and all data and really kind of help move this thing forward. Well, Dan, I want to thank you for being a guest on the iHemp Revolution. Yeah, it's great talking with you, Coach Freddie. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on facebook.com forward slash iHempRevolution. Like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them. And thanks for joining the iHempRevolution. Revolution.